This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? We are starting a new series this month, and we are excited about it. Uh, We got a lot of content coming out this month for you that are online. We're going to have other couples in our community um, doing little uh, video vignettes, um, and they're going to be just talking about marriage, answering some questions, having some fun with it. Um, And so you're going to be seeing a bit of that. Uh, Crystal Gale, my wife, is going to be up in the mix as well um, this month. And so it's all things marriage this month. New series, You and Me, this is part one. And so I want to jump right into the Bible, okay? So uh, let me pray, and we're going to do this. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word today. We pray in the name of Jesus that you speak to us, Lord, that, uh, that you empower us by your word and your, and your spirit on how to do marriage uh, your way, doing marriage God's way. Father, we thank you and I pray for every marriage, Lord, that every person that's married, everybody that wants to be married, I pray for every person watching and participating today that they receive, Lord, from your word concerning marriage and the power and importance, God, that you put on it and in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Here we go. I'm going to just break down today uh, just some scriptures on marriage. It's it's. We're just going to go through really the doctrine, the teaching of marriage that's in the Bible um, and just kind of give a basic look at at what it is, God's design, and and hopefully um, empower you and give you just some some revelation and um, some a biblical foundation of marriage and, and, and God's blessing on it, okay? So Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. All right, this is the beginning, right? This is Genesis, it's chapter one, and and I'm gonna read uh, verse 27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So before we get into marriage, we're gonna talk about that right there. Um, At creation, everything God did, um, you know, it was good to him. And when he created, man and woman, from the very beginning, okay, God made men and women equal, with equal dignity as humans, okay? I, I think, I, I believe that we know that, but I believe sometimes we need to be reminded of that. And, and, um, and, and glorious complementary differences as men and women. God created man and woman with equal dignity as humans, all right, so this is the first point. We are jumping right in, okay? But men and women have equal dignity. One is not better than the other. One is not, quote unquote, smarter than the other. One is not um, more, quote unquote, powerful than the other. There, One is not loved more than God, and we should not treat one lesser than because they aren't what we are, okay? It says here, we were both male and female. He created us in the image of God, okay? Women are image bearers of God. Men 
are, are uh, image bearers of God, okay? We are not better than, but we are uniquely different, okay? Different doesn't mean uh, better. One is worse. It's just different, all right? Can I get an amen out there? That you know as a man, you are different than a woman. As a woman, you are different than a man, okay? We're different. I mean, marvelously different, okay? Um, I mean, science tells us this, okay? In our physiological and psychological makeup, we are different, okay? And once again, these differences don't make men better and or women better, uh, but they do make us better together. We are different. God made us different because we are better together, all right? We are better together, all right? So after God formed the man, put him in the garden, gave him his vision, right, for life, and the world gave him a responsibility, steward this garden, name the animals, you know, and then he's like, look, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper fit, fit for him. You realize that things fit because they're different. That's why they fit, because they're different. If they were the same, they won't fit, but because they're different, they're able to fit a, a helper, a helper fit for him. Okay, so um, God was like, man, every time he created something, he's like, man, it was good and it was good and it was good. But it's interesting. He said, it is not good for man to be alone. All right. Once again, men and women have equal dignity. All right, let's go to Genesis 2, 24. Check this out. A man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. Here we go. This is marriage right here. This is it. This is the covenant of marriage. Okay, and they shall become one flesh, all right? Once again, I'm gonna read it one more time. Genesis chapter two, verse 24. A man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast, or some versions say cleave to his wife. You might've heard the expression leave and cleave, right? And hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh, all right? So why is marriage so special? Why is marriage so important? Why, why, what is it? Is it just that as, as human beings, we're like attracted to women? So, oh, I'm attracted to a woman. So, uh, I mean, I guess this is what society says I do. I get married to her, right? And I have children. Um, there is some truth to that, that that is just a practical look at it. But I, I'm here to tell you today, as, as we dive into this series, you and me, that um, men and women were created with equal dignity, okay? And my second point is this, is marriage was and is God's idea, okay? As Christ followers and as people of faith, we recognize in the written word of God that, that this is from God, that this is in the Holy Scripture, that a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh, okay? Um, you know, God instituted marriage. Now, in, in societies, uh, the way that is rolled out and celebrated in a wedding and all that, I mean, there's unique elements to that, you know, uh, that I've been to plenty of weddings. I have officiated plenty of 
weddings and everyone is uniquely different. But at the end of the day, um, fundamentally, this is God's idea. This is what God created. This is within the fabric of creation that a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife. This is covenant. It's God's idea. Um, you know, um, this is this is powerful. This is this is uh, just a profound thing that God placed in creation from the onset. It is not good for a man to be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. And um, this man shall leave his father and mother and be joined and hold fast and cleave to his wife, all right? Um, you know, this This is it. This, this, this is um, the beauty of marriage. When we start out like this, when we look at marriage like this, this is God's idea. God has brought my wife, Crystal Gale, to me and me to her. We are one flesh. So when we, when, when that is in our mindset and our approach and our perspective of marriage, we treat marriage differently. This is God's idea. This, this isn't just that I liked her and, you know, whatever. Our parents are like, yo, you need to get married. It wasn't, um, I get that, like, because I think that's just in the heart of family and people when you meet, like, you know, you're supposed to get married now, right? Um, but no, let, let's go a little deeper. This is God's idea, okay? Um, this is the fundamental commitment of a man to a woman and a woman to a man, okay? So that's why when we look at somebody that is says they love somebody and they've been loving them for 10 years, um, but they haven't committed in marriage um, and they're missing something that, that God intended, that there is something about the commitment. Now, they might not have a revelation of it and not that we, we enforce or force others, but they don't know. They don't know that this is the fundamental commitment that God put inside a man and the fundamental commitment that God put inside a woman when they love each other, that they commit that this man leaves his father and his mother. This is a covenant and he cleaves to his wife, okay? This, you know, is something... Um, that we as Christ followers must always go back to in our marriage when we're going through things in life. This is God's idea. So here we go. We're just, we're just walking through the, the, the garden here, the literal garden of what happened, okay? Um, and, um, and it's God's idea, all right? It's God's idea and we're created with equal dignity, okay? That's it. And, but look it, you know what? Sin entered, okay? Sin entered. God established something. God established something. And then um, man fell. We all know the story, okay? But we'll just walk through this here in light of marriage, all right? So the man failed to protect the garden. Okay, Adam failed as a man in the place God put him and the woman God gave him. He failed. He dropped the ball. Okay, so he let down his guard and he allowed the serpent to have his wife's ear. Okay, 
I mean, this teaches us so much about marriage. If I'm, I'm talking to the husbands now, that this is our job, this is our duty. We guard, we protect, we provide, okay? And, and on a spiritual level, that's the most important because that's where it all starts and ends right there, okay? We cover, we protect, we guard. This is what Adam didn't do. And because of Adam dropping the ball, not protecting and guarding and, and her from the, the, the voice of the enemy, she was deceived, okay? Um, God, Adam heard God's voice, God's command, don't touch that, right? Don't touch that, don't touch the tree of the knowledge, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, okay? Um, you, you, you got all this out here you can have, but don't touch that, okay? Um, okay, so, and as a result, um, he did not, li he listened to God. And so his wife was deceived and in being deceived, she spoke to her husband in a state of deception and he listened, okay? This does not mean men don't listen to your wives. They have nothing good to say. That's not, that is, that is, that is unbiblical. It is not right because anybody that's been married, uh, your wife's intuitive nature and ability to hear from God and the Holy Spirit is powerful. Okay. Um, it's very powerful, but he dropped the ball. The wife was deceived and she gave voice to the deception to him and he listened to his wife it, while she was in a state of deception and he sinned against God, okay? Um, so in this fallen and cursed world, marriage, the most fundamental relationship is not without its, its severe pains and difficulties. Can I get an amen, all right? You can read that in Genesis chapter three, verse 16, okay? So, so, so in this process, this happened. And this is what I was gonna say here to, to the men of God and to the and to the to women of God, whether you're married or single or are engaged or um, have been through a divorce, I want to tell you there's no condemnation. And we've all been through things and walked through things. This isn't this this is for everybody. I, I, I you can apply this to your life. But but as um, as uh, men of God, uh, we are called to be the priest of our home. And in that, God will hold us responsible with what God told us, okay? Because God told Adam something and he didn't listen. And um, he didn't protect his wife and it messed everything up, okay? Sin entered the world, okay? Now, as men, when we hear the voice of God and we act on the word of God, as the leader of our homes, it brings a blessing on our homes. I'll give you a practical example of this. Um, us as a, as a family and my wife and I as, 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 a, as a couple and me as the husband of my house and as the pastor of Hopeland Church, us stepping into pastoring Hopeland Church and, and there's a whole journey there of, di of different steps of commitment that we took in not only pastoring Hopeland, but, but leading um, Sanctuary LA, which was the church we were pastoring before Hopeland Church. Those were, were, was a movement in a direction 
where God was speaking to me about, okay? And um, my wife um, followed that direction, okay? Uh, and I was hearing, I believed I was hearing from God, but I'm telling you, those steps in this direction of ministry for the Mendoli household was as a result of me um, perceiving that this is God for us. And let's take this step in this direction to lead this community, okay? And you, you, you talk to my wife, maybe you'll hear more about this this month when she's um, speaking and stuff too, but it took her some time to process it, okay? Um, but um, I'm called to lead and, and, and to hear from God and and to and to lead out and, and and to and to take those steps of faith as the priest of my home as the leader of my house i am responsible when god speaks to follow and when we are walking with god as a married couple uh the 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 unity and the power of my wife standing by my side in the leading of, of, our, of what God was speaking to me about pastoring this community is powerful. I mean, the power of agreement. And I was leading, but I did not have to force her. I did not have to, you know, yank her along or drag her. Like, like I had to trust her to hear to submit to what God was saying and telling me and us and, and, to, and, to, and to follow the direction. And it has been a blessing, okay? Have I gotten it right all the time? Have I messed up and not? Yes, but I'm just giving you an example of the blessing of God when the husband hears from God and follows, okay? Praise the Lord, okay? So, um, here we go. Let's go to Matthew chapter 19, verse six, okay? Um, this is Jesus talking. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Here, Jesus confirms it all right here. He confirms it all right here. This is Jesus. This is, you know, what are we talking? Thousands of years later. What therefore God has joined together, let no, let not man separate. Matthew chapter 19, verse six. I'm gonna read it again. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. It's talking about a uh, husband and a wife. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate, okay? And so I, I love this because this is really talking about how God has brought them together, but it says, let no man separate, meaning there's gonna be some battles. There's gonna be some, some spiritual battles, some battles in life, that are going to try to separate the man from the woman, the husband from the wife. It is going to be part of the journey of marriage. Is there gonna be some attacks? There's gonna be some valleys. There's gonna be some, some tussles in life, some trials, some tribulations. But Jesus is like, look, you are one flesh. And what therefore God, look, it's God's idea, what God, has joined together. Let no man separate, okay? All right, what God has joined together, God has done this, let 
no man separate, okay? So sin may challenge, but it does not um, overturn God's original design. Issues and um, internal issues in the individuals in the marriage may try to, will challenge the marriage. Um, Habits, attitudes, uh, insecurities, rejection, whatever emotional, some people come into marriage, they got some trauma and some drama and some baggage. We are human, we are in a fallen world, but Jesus said, what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate, okay? Marriage, in fact, is made to endure sin. It's, 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 this is what it is. This is what Jesus, Jesus is defining marriage. And it's like, this thing is gonna stay. Uh, his intention, his heart is that this remains, okay? For the two to become one and not for the one to be torn apart into two. I mean, one flesh, union, unity, okay? All right, so God calls husbands in particular as the men to faithfulness where the first man failed, okay? Um, Adam dropped the ball, and I'm saying men, husbands, rise up and protect your wife. Um, Adam uh, didn't guard her from the voice of the enemy. Men, rise up and pray over your wife. Pray over her mind, pray over her soul, pray for her, pray over her, lay hands on her and pray for her, pray, tell the devil to shut up and go. Come on, somebody, okay? And so God calls each man to guard and protect his wife, um, you know, and marriage with, 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 some, with, with some strength and some, some holy zeal, all right? So first uh, from his own sin and then from others. Okay, um, look at the, the failure of Eve being deceived, okay, is not an excuse for the man to blame it on her because he told God, it's this, this woman you gave me. <laughs> and he's like, it's like, no, you dropped the ball. You let that serpent get in her ear. That's your bad, Adam. Well, this woman, you know, she just talking crazy and I listened to her, right? Yeah, that's right. She was in a state of deception and you listened to her. That's your bad, all right? So we, we gotta own it. We gotta own it, men of God. And wives, his failures are no excuse for yours, all right? Uh, man and woman, right? In covenant with each other, we said this as long as we both shall live. Uh, the way the enemy divided Adam and Eve in the garden is Adam told God, it's the woman you gave me, okay? He was shifting the blame, okay? This will be a reality of every marriage. Our flesh and our fallen nature is gonna try to raise its ugly head sometimes. Okay, but we have to take responsibility and the failures of the other is no excuse for ours. Can I get an amen, somebody? We gotta own it. The wife, you need to own it. Husband, you need to own it. We need to protect and cover one another, okay? Um, we need to protect 
and cover one another. So here's my third point. Once again, covenant remains through the good and bad. Is that right? Jesus said once again, so they are no longer two. They're no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. When those things come, you got to lean into um, Christ, lean into his presence and be like, no, God brought us together. No man shall separate, including us, okay? Including me. I'm not going to, the devil is not gonna use my weaknesses, my vulnerabilities, and, and my issues to separate this marriage because God has joined me with my wife. Covenant remains through the good and the bad, right? Don't we say that? in our weddings, all right? Till death do us part, okay? Through sickness and in health, richer or poorer, right? As long as we both shall live. Covenant remains. This is God's idea. This is, this is covenant. Covenant is life. Covenant is a life for a life. This marriage is what God has. This is not a human creation. This is not humanity's creation. This is what God has placed in us. The desire for marriage is from God. The desire to the attraction between a man and a woman is of God. Uh, This is from the onset of creation. This is in there. Covenant is forever. Okay, covenant, that's God's intention. That is what it is. Covenant is not for just good times. Covenant is not feelings. Covenant is a decision to bless. Covenant is a choice that I say, I give my life to Crystal Gale. I, that, that's my wife's name. I, I, that is, and she says, Yes and amen, I give my life for and to Sean Ray Mandoli. That's my middle name. She, you look at our checkbook, it says Sean and Crystal Gale Mandoli. We can both sign them checks, okay? It's, it, this is, we are in covenant. We are one flesh, okay? That is marriage and it is not my will alone. This isn't just my cute idea. I gotta be good to her. All that is, yeah, it's great. But no, marriage is in God's heart for humanity. And he put it there, okay? This is why we're still married. Fundamentally, because God has joined us together and let no man separate us. Sean shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to Crystal Gale. It's God's idea. This is, this is biblical doctrine. This is, this is God's word. Can I get an amen, somebody? Okay. God designed this covenant of marriage, okay? Uh, to hold, he designed it this way, to hold us together in the hard times. Tough times are a part of marriage. That, that, that's, that's what marriage is made for. 
That's what covenant is because life is life. Life is tough sometimes, but I, but my marriage, my, this covenant with Crystal Gale is, is part of making it through the hard times. We are, I am, I am not alone. I have a helper fit for me. I have, you know, she's my ride or die. I mean, people say that a lot. I'm telling you that desire, that, that thing that we all long for that eternal love, that, 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 that love that, that, that will last that through the issues, through the drama, through the tough times, through the bad decisions, through the mountains and valleys and goods and bads and whatever, all that, like that is what marriage is for. I get to do life and navigate this world and this call of God in my life as an individual with Crystal Gale, Joanne Mandoli, all right? So marriage was made for the hard time. Covenants are not for easy times. They are for even the hardest of times. Okay, that's what covenant is for. Okay, here we go. Ephesians chapter four, verse 32. Ephesians 4, 32. Be kind, kind. Somebody say kind. Look at somebody if they're around you and tell them be kind. Be kind to one another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Once again, Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you, okay? This may be very well most, the most important verse for my own marriage of almost 12 years in May, okay? Okay, kindness is something I believe that is heavily underrated when it comes to marriage. I believe that this verse right here, out of everything, because this is just practical. This is like, man, this is take it home. This is, I could apply this. I could be, I could, I could, I can sow this into my marriage. I can receive this from my spouse. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you, okay? All right? Because look, it, in marriage, we are married. We are in the same house. Me and my wife, we sleep in the same bed. We wake up together. We go to bed together. We live together. We, we, we got kids. We got kids in school. We got, um, we got to, uh, we shop. We got to do food. We do ministry together. Just right now, before I was recording this, had my wife on the phone just talking about stuff. I mean, we are in this wonderful confinement and boundaries and commitments of this thing called covenant marriage. So in that close proximity with another human being, with their own issues and shortcomings and, 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 and good and bad, I mean, there is going to be tension um, in the process, okay? Can I get an amen? Any married couples out there? So, so, um, so this is 
um, marriage. And there's going to be impulse and temptation to not be kind at times, to lash out, to be stubborn, okay, um, to um, say what you don't really mean, but because you're upset or angry, you say it, to ignore, to reject, to, I don't know, fill in the blank. I mean, we're all human, right? So you get this close to another human being, and you're going to be like, man, this person is getting on my nerves, and I obviously, as well, am getting on their nerves, okay? So there is going to be opportunity uh, for some tough conversations, some arguments, all right? Okay? But here it is. Um, we must make an effort and exercise the fruit of the spirit of kindness, kindness, okay? So here's my fourth point. Marriage is where you learn to be kind. Once again, marriage is where you learn to be kind. You might be like, man, I like this girl. I wanna, I wanna take her on a date, maybe get married one day. That's awesome, that's, 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 that's great. But I'm here to tell you once you get married, and even in the process of, of courting and being engaged, there's one place you're going to learn to be kind, and it's going to be in marriage. It's where you're going to learn where you're not kind, okay? It, it, it is a beautiful place. Marriage is a beautiful place where you learn to be kind, all right? And look at um, meanness or contempt between a husband and a wife is gonna come up at times. It's gonna come up, and this is where we gotta live out Ephesians 4.32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has also forgiven you. Yes, there's gonna be you, your spouse or future spouse needs you to lovingly correct I believe the greatest marriages, the most fruitful marriages, the most harmonious marriages are marriages where you, there is an environment and an honor between the two where they can speak the truth in love, okay? That they don't avoid the truth, but they don't use the truth to hurt the other person. But when a couple can do that, their whole lives are better as a result. That is the beauty of marriage, is loving correction. Yes, I, I believe the best, healthiest marriages have hard conversations. Yes, forgiveness requested and granted regularly, even daily, but never meanness. And when we are mean and stubborn and those the, that nature rises up. It's when we need to be honest and ask for forgiveness and be honest and not prideful or stubborn. This is where we learn to be kind, all right? Okay, um, and the, Christ is our example. Christ is our example, okay? So we gotta be kind to one another. Here it is, here's another one, just to go along with that, Colossians 3.19. Husbands, love your wives, 
and do not be harsh with them. Okay, that, there's a reason that is in the Bible to husbands, okay? Colossians 3.19, husbands, love your wives. Do not be harsh with them, okay? All right, hallelujah. Here's, here's one. Um, right before that, in, in Colossians 3.18, it says, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord, okay? I'm gonna read just something from my notes here for you. God's call to a wife is to affirm, receive, and nurture her husband's loving leadership in marriage, okay? So this doesn't mean women submit to men. That is not biblical, but a wife does submit to her husband, not absolutely or from a domineering man because the scripture says, submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord or in the Lord, okay? So her submission to him, her husband, is not absolute, okay? It's as is fitting to the Lord, okay? Jesus Christ is the wife's where her ultimate allegiance is under. It's the authority of Christ, okay? All right, and just as her husband should be, okay? All right. So here we go. Let's go to Ephesians chapter five, verse 32. Ephesians chapter five, verse 32. And it says this, it's speaking of marriage in this chapter and in these verses. And it, and it, and it kind of um, culminates here in verse 32. This mystery is profound. He's talking about marriage. And I'm not saying that it, I'm not, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. Speaking of marriage, throughout, throughout the ages prior to Christ, there was this mystery with marriage, okay? But in Christ, it is revealed. This is the mystery. Like, think about this. Um, why, why one man and one woman covenanted to each other as long as they both shall live? Why? Why? This was before Christ. Why? Why did God do it this way? Why built human society this way? Literally built society from the first two people created. He built it on a foundation of marriage between a man and a woman. Why? The answer that thousands of years before he sent his son, okay, God embedded and pointed to Jesus in the very basics of human life. From the beginning, God knew he would send his son to save us from our sin, and he designed marriage to anticipate that, to prepare the world for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here it is, I'm gonna read this from my notes. The mean is the meaning of marriage. Okay, we're gonna, we wanna start out this series in, on this way. The meaning of marriage is that Jesus has given his life for his people, his bride. Okay, the call of a husband to lead by giving and not taking. Okay, the husband gives, he doesn't take. Okay, to lead by giving, not taking as Jesus did. Okay, it shows us Jesus. A husband loving his wife is how Christ is how Christ has truly loved his church and a church God's people submitted to Christ to his leading and direction his covering his protection his provision is as a, a wife would submit to her husband and his covering his protection his provision for her all right the bible says you know to you know 
that through the, you know, as Christ through the washing of water by the word, that we are to love our wives, all right? It shows us Jesus, okay? One more verse, and we're almost done today. 2 Corinthians 11, verse two. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. For I have, here it is, betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ, all right? Marriage, okay, is a picture of Christ and his church. And so in marriage, it is how we see Christ and how we see his church. And here it is, my last point. The purpose of marriage is to reveal Christ. Reveal to humanity who Christ is and how he loves us and has given himself for us. And marriage, the environment and relationship of marriage is where we are developed and we grow in Christ-likeness. Praise God. I'm gonna pray, I wanna pray for every marriage today. Father, I just lift up every marriage. I lift up those that desire to be married. I pray in the name of Jesus, your blessing, your favor. I pray for understanding and kindness. I pray for those that are in a season right now that they are preparing for marriage. I pray, God, that you bring them the right person, the person that will propel them and encourage them in their purpose and their destiny. I pray for every marriage now, God, that those that are currently married, I pray, God, for understanding, harmony, kindness, and Christ-likeness to be transferred and given to one another. I pray for your grace. I pray that you restore and bring together and heal every marriage that's a part of this community in this gathering today. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you enjoyed the message. My prayer is that you will change your world as a result of what you listen to today. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And remember to follow us on social media. Peace.